Welcome to 15 Minutes to Wellness by the American Council on Exercise. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, the ACE Senior Fitness Consultant for Behavioral Sciences and your host for this series. My goal today and for every podcast in the series is to discuss some small steps you can take to help you better your life and find happiness through health. In each broadcast in the series, I'll interview a new health and fitness expert. I also want to welcome the hundreds of thousands of folks searching for positive ways to make health, nutrition, and fitness a part of their daily, hectic, busy, tight, and budgeted lives. Now I'd like to welcome our very special guest, Derek Flansreich. Derek is an entrepreneur on a mission to make everyone a greatest. And you may be asking, what's a greatest? Well, this greatest is G-R-E-A-T-I-S-T dot com. Uh, this is a website that I'm very, very proud to be a part of. Um, it's a website that covers fitness and health and happiness, uh, nutrition. It's, it's all about how to help you make healthy living be a very cool thing. Uh, this website, Greatest, that Derek has uh, created and is the CEO of, is the fastest-growing site in this space. Uh, Derek, you have over 3 million unique visitors per month. Uh, not bad for someone who graduated Harvard in 2010, huh? <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride, that's for sure. Well, that's great. When the topic um, on the acefit.com 28-day transformation program came up, being critical of propaganda, instantly your name came up because I thought if there's anyone who is writing the truth, who's separating out the garbage from what's really valuable, who can give people the healthy tips on um, fitness and health and happiness, it's Derek and that's why we have you today, and thank you so much for being here. So let's get to it, okay? Yeah. Um, Great. Definitely. I'm, I'm glad to be here, and I started Greatest very much because I was sick of all the propaganda, so um, it's a topic that's near and dear, I guess, to my heart. Well, let's start off by talking about um, one of the more obvious, confusing uh, areas for the average person, and not even for the average person, for scientists as well. Um, whether you're whether we're physical scientists or behavioral scientists, but food marketing today, food marketers want our money, and they clamor to entice us to check out their quote healthy and quote natural products, which are not necessarily healthy. And we're not even sure what natural means. What advice do you have for the average person trying to? figure out what in the world to buy today to eat? Sure. Well, you know, personally, from our perspective, we recognize always that healthifying things is a very big business. And so many of the companies in this space make money off pretending like their food is healthy when it really is not. And so, uh, you know, in many ways, much like trying to navigate the world of health information, navigating a supermarket or a grocery store can sometimes be just as, just as difficult and uh, often very hard to know whom to trust and what the best things are. So personally, I like to keep things simple. Stay clear as much as possible from the, from the processed foods and stick to fruit, 
fruits and vegetables and meats and stuff like that. So how can the average person who's walking up and down the aisle getting seduced by end caps, cutting coupons and buying all this stuff, they see claims like this is made from real fruit <laughs> or, or right. made with whole grains or low fat. How are we supposed to know what in the world all this means? And now we're just, we're just hearing that the, the labels are not even truthful much of the time in terms of fat content. Your website has, I think, about the best information out there from the best writers. What are you telling your readers these days to be careful about? Well, basically anyone who's trying to convince you that their food is somehow delicious and guilt-free, I think that's the thing that always bothers us most is this idea of sort of uh, food being delicious but guilt-free because we don't think eating food should ever make you feel guilty. You know, you can indulge on occasion. Um, the idea behind greatest, as you alluded to, is that you don't have to be the greatest all the time, but you can be just a greatest and make healthier choices some of the time. So it doesn't mean you can never have an Oreo, but it might mean that if Oreo comes out with gluten-free Oreos, that doesn't necessarily mean that those are better for you. And um, if you're looking for something healthy, sticking to something that has about less than five ingredients that you know and recognize is almost always the better plan. Mm -hmm. But I'm just curious, Derek, CEO, founder of Greatest, worked with Clicker.com, NBC Universal Digital, a Harvard graduate, building brands, been involved in business since you've been walking dogs since 10 years old. It sounds to me like people look at you and think, this guy is like living the perfect life. He never cheats. He doesn't eat cupcakes. What does Derek have for breakfast today? <laughs> today's, today's a great day because I had a gingerbread cookie. Um, <laughs> well, there we go. I was traveling from uh, Boston earlier today, and uh, I thought, you know, um, I deserve a gingerbread cookie. Um, oh, ooh, wait, I deserve. Oh, no. I got to write a column for uh, greatest about this. I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thinking is I like, I actually really like gingerbread cookies. And uh, it was, you know, they started to come out. It's the first of the season. And um, I went on a big, long run yesterday. Um, and so, you know, I kind of wanted a gingerbread cookie instead of my, you know, typical oatmeal with some blueberries in the morning. So, right. you know, I, I think that the key, right, is that anyone who pretends like they're always eating perfectly is not telling you the truth, just like any brand that's trying to convince you that juice is made with real fruit should make you, uh, you know, not question the amount of sugar content. All of this is built around markets and industries and businesses that make money from defining what healthy means to you as opposed to letting you decide what healthy means for you. And so I think that ultimate, I mean, it's really ultimately the difference we're trying to make it greatest. It's what frustrates me so much about going to the supermarket and realizing that 85% of the things in there are just trying to, you know, convince you to purchase something that you never really wanted in the first place. It's a tough challenge, but I think the key is navigating it with a sense of confidence and that you can choose for yourself. Um, and so if this morning I wanted a gingerbread cookie, I chose to have that gingerbread cookie. I'm not feeling bad about it. It was pretty delicious. 
Um, and, uh, you know, usually that means for the rest of the day, I try to try to maybe not eat, you know, 10 more of them. Um, but it's all balance. It's all about balance for you. And so the idea of like going into a, a, a food, uh, like a supermarket, um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, the fancy, expensive, uh, natural, organic stores. You can find generic and store brands that are just as healthy uh, and less expensive. You, you can purchase items in bulk or as family packs to save money if you want to. That eating healthy doesn't have to be more expensive. In fact, what I find interesting, and I may have read this in, in an article on greatest.com, is that you go to the store and you're walking around an aisle on an end cap and you see all the great packaging and the flashy logos and your kid says, I want that, Mommy, and you buy it and you realize, why did I buy this when you get home? It's junk. And then you spend money for no reason. They typically, yeah, they typically end up, these companies pay for those spots. So it's often their way of convincing. They put it at eye level of the kids so that they, you know, call it out or they put it right around all the healthy stuff. So you sort of say, well, I bought a few apples, so I may as well throw in some Chips Ahoy or something like that. It's interesting. Supermarkets, I think, are, it's almost not surprising that we struggle so much with making the right choices when the supermarkets are built to to confuse us and and to be hard to navigate. They put the fresh stuff, you know, either way at the front. They put the milk in the back, so you're gonna go pick up the milk, and so you walk have to walk the whole store to get there. It's really interesting, and I think you know just one of the many ways in which making healthier choices can sometimes be harder, meaningfully harder than they should be. I was going to say that one of the things that the psychology of these of these uh, supermarkets is, I tell people shop the perimeter of the grocery store because that'll emphasize sure. healthier options and minimize these highly processed foods, which are usually in the center of the aisles, the end caps, right. filled with propaganda. As you said, it's being marketed to kids. Mommy, mommy, I want this. And the mother says, okay, just take it. Let's go. And whether you've eaten it or not eaten it, as long as you bought it, that's what's important. We need to strengthen people to be equipped to understand the psychology of how that supermarket is laid out. Let's turn to the physical fitness part of things because fitness is a part of greatest.com. It's part of what makes living healthy a cool thing. What about your own fitness schedule and what you try to teach other people? Tell us about your fitness schedule, Derek. Sure. So I tend to mix it up. Again, some weeks I'm better than others, but I, I do try to work out at least three times a week, and usually I aim for five. I've recently changed to working out in the morning, which has been a pretty big shift for me. I was pretty convinced I was a night owl, but I found that by going to bed earlier, waking up earlier, I'm meaningfully more productive and also less likely to skip my workout as long as there's a reason. Somebody waiting for me or somebody there, some class to sign up for, I, if it's just me, sometimes I struggle to wake up in the morning. But mm-hmm. uh, what I, I typically do a couple days of weight training during the week. I do one yoga class every week, sometimes two, but typically one. And I do a couple days of um, one of the interval training, so running, and then uh, something usually fun. So something, you know, I think all of it is fun. But yeah. the one is just purely like a sport. Um, so usually I play basketball on some days with some friends. So, you know, 
you know, I was that kid who was yelling at, at my mom to buy me Dr. Pepper uh, <laughs> growing up. And, and I remember drinking, I used to drink, there was a time where I would drink six a day. And I'm not really sure how in the world anybody let me do that. But uh, I kind of learned the hard way growing up and, and found fitness and health um, personally because I was mad at being picked last on every sports team. And what I found was not that it made me that much better and more healthier, which, you know, it, it definitely affected, but that it actually helped me in so many other aspects of my life. And so when I work out now, I don't work out to, you know, allow me to eat more later. And you know this better than anyone, you know, science actually is unclear on whether working out, especially cardio, um, may even end up making you more hungry. Mm -hmm. So you might end up often consuming more calories. Um, I know personally, if I, if I go on a long run, I'll eat anything inside. Right. Um, but, you mentioned, you um, mentioned some, Derek, you mentioned something interesting here that yeah. science says this, this, you know, maybe uh, cardio makes you hungrier and that, that's up for debate. And the, again, yeah. the average person reads this magazine, goes to that website, picks up that article, sees this, you know, listens to this podcast. We're being bombarded with so much yeah. information. So, what do you tell people in terms of being able to pick something that makes sense when it comes to fitness? Is there some tip you have for oh, yeah. our listeners? Absolutely. So the two things and where I was getting at with uh, what I was saying previous was that I do fitness to feel better. I do fitness to be better at my job. I do fitness to be more efficient and creative and happy and confident. So the first tip I would say is, you know, maybe worth thinking through why, why, why this should be a priority in your life, why you think this is something that you should be building into it. And the answer might not be, it not, might not be as simple as calories in, calories out. Um, and it might be, it might be something more than that. Um, that's really helped me personally. I love my job, but it's, it can be very stressful and, and it's hard, you know, it's hard to prioritize things um, uh, if there's not, I think, a very good reason tied to that. Fitness should be fun. Um, it really should be. And fitness doesn't have to mean, you know, sitting on a treadmill for hours at an end. Some people love that, but some people don't. You know, some, some of my favorite parts of every week are playing basketball with my friends. And I run much more than I would if I had been on a treadmill during that time. So, right. you know, having fun with it, I think, is a very, very important thing and, and something, honestly, that people just don't hear enough. They think, you know, oh, I need to work out means I have to go to the gym and, and do what everyone else is doing. Right, right. Well, I think that's what makes being healthy, being cool. You get to have fun. You have the ups and downs, just like a cardiogram. A cardiogram has peaks and valleys. And if it's a flat line, you're in trouble. We want the ups right. and downs. And we want we want the opportunity to uh, be happy about what we do. That's part of what Greatest Website is about, and that's part of your message, that happiness, Absolutely. health, and fitness are the tripod. Derek, right. this time has flown by. And I don't even know how to say thank you enough for taking time, especially when you're a little bit under the weather today. But I want to thank you for joining me, and I hope that we'll do this again soon. Um, folks, if you have not been to greatest, G-R-E-A-T-I-S-T dot com, uh, to learn about fitness, health, and happiness, you're missing something. Uh, Derek has done a tremendous job in creating over 3 million unique visitors per month, and uh, it's admirable. And uh we thank you for promoting health and, and wellness. You share the American Council on Exercise Mission and Purpose between the acefit.com website and the greatest uh, 
Com website, you've got it all. Thanks, Derek, and please join thank us again. You. Derek, thank you so much, man. That was great. Oh, that was fun. Thank that you was for great. having me. Oh, no. We should. Uh, like, that, I love this stuff. I know you love this stuff. We you know I do, of course. And uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. As always, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and continue your journey to health and fitness by visiting acefit.com, where you can find everything you need to live your most fit and healthy life. You can explore thousands of healthy recipes health and fitness videos and articles, uh, workout plans, health programs, creative ways you can get your family moving, and really expert insight on a wide range of topics. Join me next time on 15 Minutes to Wellness, which you can find at acefit.com slash fitcasts. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, thanking you for being with us on 15 Minutes to Wellness.